This is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. Let's go! Do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the really big barbecue central show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host. Greg Rempe, happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolity show. You want to jump in this evening, but you don't know the contact info, let me help you out with that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ Central Show.com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, it's the second Tuesday of a month, and that means in that first interview segment, the creator of AmazingRibs.com, Meathead, will join us. We will continue science with Meathead, myth-busting with Meathead, fun and frivolity with Meathead. One of the old wives' tales or old dude lies around the fire pit especially when I was coming up with the phrase, if you're looking, you're not cooking. Or, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. However you like to butcher the English language, certainly up to you. We will dive headlong into that during Meathead segment, and as time permits, I might have a follow-up question or two from him. Of course, anything you want to add into the instant chat, happy to do that as well. But we'll be talking about the myth, what's real, what's not, of the phrase, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Then we will move to the second interview segment of the first hour, 35 past. And he authors the cue sheet. He's also the creator of the website robertfmoss.com. That means we are visiting with Robert Moss. I believe it's been two months past since we've had our last visit. The first time I had a scheduling issue last month, Robert was very busy traveling. He is reinstalled back in South Carolina, so we'll catch up with him, talk a little Arkansas barbecue, talk a little price of brisket, and we'll talk about something everybody loves to talk about, top 50 lists, yes, very excited about that, and that'll bring a wrap to the first hour, then we'll move to the second hour, and joining me at 14 past the second hour, one of the smartest guys and most connected guys I know in the business as it relates to restaurants and wholesale meats and commodities. 
Tim McCaska, McCaska Brands, will rejoin us once more. I think he was on in March the last time when we were talking about the cost of beef and pork and chicken and all that stuff. Well, we're going to be doing that again because the most popular topic on the show, which really has just more been skirted around than anything else, has been the cost of brisket finished at restaurants. Now, approaching or passing $35 a pound. So we'll talk to Tim about why that is. We'll get some updates on the other barbecue meat pricing. And maybe there's something going on in Texas right this very moment that could be shaking the very foundations of the beef producers that we know, the big four, if you will. And we'll get some more insight from Tim on that. Then closing out the show, One of the best new websites out there, if you're not going to cookoutnews.com, you're missing out because Wes Wright is really putting together a great website. He's got all this knowledge and know-how and expertise on finding great information because of his day job and mergers and acquisitions for cranes, but then he also applies it to the live fire industry. So, out of the bullpen tonight, Wes Wright, cookoutnews.com, plenty to talk about with him since his last visit. So, That's how the show is setting up for you this evening. You can follow me socially, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching the show tonight through one of our streaming platforms. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. Also, you can take in the show via the YouTubes slash RD Rempe, where there is also a robust chat going on as well, which 50-50 may or may not have anything to do with the show that you're actually watching. Also. We'll take a second here to say hello to the folks using our audio streaming platform, Clubhouse, as well. If you would rather hear us and not watch us, then why would you? Clubhouse is the way to do that. So let's start here this evening. Memphis and May update. Last week, I read to you the statement from MRPP, or the Memphis River Parks Partnership, and I was waiting and waiting for some kind of reply back from Memphis and May. So I do have something right here. In fact, I'm going to read to you the entire exchange that took place between me and a fellow named last week from MIM, Randy Blevins. By the way, I sent a few follow-up emails during the course of last week, which went unanswered. He was out of town. He said he was going to be out of town, not returning until Thursday, but nothing shot back to me Thursday or Friday, so I followed up with emails over the weekend. And here are the results. Me writing, hey, Randy. Following up on Memphis and May items from last weekend, are you still interested in having a conversation to convey your side of the issue? I'm around all weekend. This was September 10th. Returning an email to me two days later, yesterday. Hi, Greg. Thank you for following up. We don't have any updates today, but expect to have actual news very soon. The World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest is an institution in Memphis and known around the world. I'm happy to keep you posted. That's a weird answer to me, so I followed up. Hi, Randy, did you see the note that the association sent me in regards to the deposit? Looking for your specific comment on that. That seems to be the item of the biggest concern for many teams and vendors, and it also seems the most convoluted part of this issue as well. Love always, Greg. And then Randy chimed back at me. Greg, yes, saw your email. We do not have any updates or comments today, but expect to be able to share news very soon. I will keep you posted. The World Championship Barbecue Cooking Contest is important 
for Memphis culturally and financially is a vital part of the barbecue community and is a key component of Memphis in May. Uh, yeah, no shit. Oh, Memphis in May is important? I barely even ever know about it. Of course. I don't even understand what those replies are, Randy. And why do you make specific mention at the end of both emails to tell me, me, how important Memphis in May is? I, I get it. Hence the emails from the only barbecue show that probably emailed to ask you what the hell is going on. And are you circling the wagons of information? MRPP followed right up, laid out the whole situation, said what they're going to do. And now I'm asking Memphis and May what you're going to do. And I get Memphis and May is really important to everybody involved. And no answers as of yet, but you hope to share news soon. What are we game planning here? Is this the year in 2023 where you're going to be offering a refundable deposit instead of this $7,800 non-refundable deposit that keeps getting bantied around in all of the news articles and other podcasts that are talking about this. So, Randy, little disappointed in the response currently, but I'll be waiting with bated breath for the updated news and comments as it relates to Memphis and May, which, by the way, folks, I don't know if you knew this. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. This just in, Memphis and May, really important and popular barbecue content. For those that you didn't. Some listener feedback from the show last week. Gene in Florida. Hey, Greg, first things first. Great photos on social media of you and your family at a recent wedding. Well, thank you. Second, I tried sous vide chicken breasts at 145 degrees right from the freezer for a little over two hours. The meat was tender and juicy, but my seasonings didn't really permeate the entire chicken breast. I put them on all the chicken, or I'm sorry, I put them on the grill for maybe a minute or two aside to give them some color. I coated them with Sucker Buster's finishing glaze. My biggest mistake was not pounding the chicken breast down to uniform thickness. They were pretty thick. And one of them must have weighed over a half a pound. Bottom line, my wife declared sous vide chicken verboten. Said it tasted too much like boiled chicken. Well, we don't want that, Gene. She says we need to reserve sous vide for shrimp, scallops, and beef. Gene, happy wife, happy life. That's the only instructions that I have going further. Meathead's in the green room. Before we get to him, I will talk to you about Bub and Mothers. Many people look at Labor Day as the end of all things summer. Yet, some of the nicest barbecue weather still to come. Indian summer brings a lot of warm weekends to gather, grill, and watch football. Bub and Mothers can bring the flavor you and your guests deserve. Not only is 100% natural, it has less salt than many of the other rubs you'll find on the shelves. Less salt means you can add more flavor by adding more rub and not worrying about over-salting your meats or side dishes. More spice, less salt also means these rubs go a lot further, last longer, and are a greater value. Want some new ideas? Fine. Head on over to bubbinmothers.com. That's B-U-B, the letter N, Mothers, M-U-T-H-A-S. And click on the What's Cooking link. There you'll find recipes, ideas for the rubs, including making your own barbecue sauce, wings that bite back, their soon-to-be-famous redneck aioli, 
and their barbecue margarita, just to name a few. Right now, till they run out, everyone who orders a four-pack of rubs, just $24.95, can get one of our special t-shirts absolutely free. Just enter the code, the letter B, the numeral four, go. B, the number four, go in the promo box at checkout and tell them which shirt and which size you want. Remember, every purchase created adds a donation to veterans charities as a veteran-owned company proud of their service and continued support of all who wear the uniform Bubbin Mothers Down East Dinner Dust made with real maple syrup crystals and fresh roasted ground espresso and our honey and heat adding honey crystals and chipotle both flavors create that only your taste buds can appreciate bubbinmothers.com that's B-U-B the letter N M-U-T-H-A-S bubbinmothers.com and if you're not so ingenious like me the Downeast Dinner Dust and the Honey and Heat actually go very well together I put them on pork, winner winner, winner, pork for dinner we'll be back with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com, stick around, be right back you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com. Dot com For more information or to purchase, you can also see what other products they have that might add a little smokiness to whatever it is you're cooking on your pellet cooker. That's cookingpellets.com. My first guest tonight created the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth. He is a best-selling author, a barbecue hall of famer, but more importantly than any of that nonsense, a barbecue central show guest Hall of Famer as well. We race to the hotline and welcome back the first Tuesday or the second Tuesday of the month opening guest, Meathead. Hey, Meathead. Hello, Greg, and hello, Centralites. Now get that microphone right up to your face. Let's go. Every month it's with you. You know, it may look like it's far away, but this. Hold on a second. Hit that microphone. Nope. Oh, not again. Not again. Again. Believe it or not, again. This is what happens. I think we should institute. How's that? No, it's the same. You have to uh, uh, disconnect and reconnect in order to fix. Assuming you have your settings right, we're going to have to go to sound check with you. Oh, for Christ's sake. Well, can we just muddle along? No, I'm not going to sacrifice sound quality. I don't care who it is. Fix it. All right. What do you want me to do? I got this fancy microphone. Nobody else complains about it. Close the web browser and then come back in. Very easy. Very easy. I got this fancy microphone. Nobody complains about it. Think I give a fuck about anybody else? If everybody jumped off the bridge, do you think I would jump off a bridge? Give me a break. I'm my own man. Okay. Let's, Let's hear it. 
Can you hear me now? Tap it. <laughs> That's not it. I don't know what the what the hell is the problem. How do we do this? How's that? No, I mean it's it's the same. What was it last time? We knew what it was last time. Uh, you know, you sent out a whole regimen for technique. <laughs> for... What do you want to do? I'm ready to go. I mean, are you? I, I am ready to go. I You can obviously hear me. It may not be great, but um, we can work this out some other time. We'll, we'll work it Let's out talk. off air, and if it happens again, you're off the show forever and ever. Amen. Okay. And uh, Let's so, talk barbecue. Uh, tonight's topic is something that has been talked about now, I say ages because the show has been around 14 years and it's 14th year of live broadcasting, two years as a podcast before that. So 16 years just for me and many, many years before that, as you know. And one of the things that I heard most frequently as I was getting ready to get into this whole barbecue game and really when I got into uh, the virtualweberbullet.com where I met all my great barbecue friends, there was this phrase that kept circling around, and then I started seeing it on videos, and it was this. If you're looking, you're not cooking. So I was scared. I rarely took the dome off my Weber Smoky Mountain because it's going to take an hour and a half to get back up the temperature or it was going to add another 35 or 40 minutes to cook time. And boy, it really made a gal like me pretty nervous uh, just starting out in this barbecue game. And then Meathead showed up and started debunking a whole bunch of stuff or testing myths. So what can you tell me about if you're looking, you're not cooking? And when was the first time you heard about it? Well, that is the topic we want to discuss. But I'm going to just address one of your letters that came up first, and then we'll get on to that. Gene was complaining about his sous vide chicken. Gene, his, I got his, news. His wife was complaining about it. Well, I guess well, he, he was, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Seasonings will not penetrate meat in a sous vide bag. Now, I've written a whole ebook on this subject, which you can get for free if you join the Pitmaster Club, or you can buy it for $3.99 on Amazon or Apple. But I've written in detail about this. Meat is mostly water. And most chemicals, most compounds, most seasonings, except salt, cannot penetrate meat, even in a sous vide bag. So you put your meat in the sous vide bag with salt, and that's about all you deal with. And when it comes out, then you season it. Now you've got a concentration of seasoning on the surface. It's not diluted in the bag by all the purge that comes out of the meat. Then you throw it on the grill, and not just for a minute, Gene, Give a good sear to it, and you'll end up with much better chicken. You still may not like it as well as grilled chicken, but you'll be much better off. Go read my articles on sous vide Q or sous vide barbecue. You're doing it wrong. Okay, now to the topic we, we uh, promised to discuss, and that is when you're looking, you ain't cooking. The, I learned this too. I mean, everybody told me this when I first started getting into barbecue. If you open the lid, you're going to slow down the cooking process drastically. And it could be 5, 10, 15 minutes every time you open the lid. 
And so I started thinking about this and I went to Professor Blonder, the food scientist who, who works with us, and we talked about this at length. And the, the key here is, is that meat is like a, a, a battery, if you want to think of it like that, or a capacitor. Hot air inside your grill or your smoker heats up the outside of the meat. And that outside of the meat holds that energy. Heat is energy, just like a battery. It's charging. And it moves slowly towards the center of the meat. And that's when the center of the meat gets to the right temperature, it's done. But if you lift the lid, you're going to let hot air out. But you're not cooling the surface or the interior of the meat significantly. It's 70 to 75% water and it just doesn't cool off. And um, uh, Professor Blonder ran some tests, um, and we did tests on a gas grill, um, a charcoal grill, and a pellet smoker, and we got a data that supports exactly what we thought, and that is lifting the lid, especially just for a minute to spritz it, to baste it, to check the temperature, has little to no effect on the cooking time. Now, if you leave it open for a while, it can have some small effect. But what happens in general is that the metal in the lid, the metal in the body of the grill or the smoker, the metal on the grates, the um, um, energy stored up in the surface of the meat, just don't notice the fact that you've lifted the lid. Hot air will come out, but as soon as you close that lid, it reheats pretty darn quickly. Now, I sent you some charts. Do you got them handy? Can you show those? Uh... Now, I sent you charts, hmm. and if you can't produce them, you're off the show forever. You can't throw me out of my own show, meter. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Good try. But Double standard. Yeah. Hold on. I but see, but I have them. Well, all right. We don't need them. I can explain them. Gas grill. When you lift that lid, it continues burning. So you're going to lose some hot air. But you know, a lot of hot air is trapped under the lid. If you just open it for a minute and close the lid, it rebounds almost instantly. Um, if you leave it open for four or five minutes, it takes longer. Um, yeah, there we go. I don't know. Oh, if one of us can get it right. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll get the audio right. I just found a document you sent me that uh, gave me a few tricks to test the audio. See, this, you know, you're not using Zoom or one of the other. Uh, uh, we're not having excuses. Go on. Where I can test the audio. I can't. Yeah, test you can the test it with me every goddamn month, Batehead. I cannot test while I'm in the green room and see if my audio is working. We could have tested it last night. Zoom. We could have tested it on right. Sunday. We could have tested it on Saturday. System. You're the only in one that's case. got a problem with it, by the way. No. Only one. We could go right to uh, Robert F. Moss. He's never had a problem with it. Okay. All right. Um, so if you, if anybody is out there can see the screen, cause now I know a lot of people don't watch these, but they hear them. You can see uh, for a one minute peak inside of a gas grill, boom, the temperature drops rapidly, but it comes right back up for a five minute peak. It stays down for four or five minutes. It comes up and it takes a little longer to get back up to peak, 
but it really isn't affected significantly on a gas grill. Now, on a pellet smoker, you got that chart handy? There we go. Now, pellet smokers are different. They have a built-in thermostat, so they know they have a probe in the atmosphere in the grill. They can tell, whoa, air is leaking out. We got to crank it up. So you can open it up, and it drops rapidly, but it comes back, and not only does it come back, it overcompensates. It goes up past the target temp and then settles back down at the target temp. Um, and uh, Blonder did an interesting test where he checked the meat temperature both at the surface and the interior, and it barely notices on a pellet because it has a thermostat, just like your indoor oven. Now, on a gas grill, things are a little different. Got that chart handy? On a gas grill, I mean a charcoal grill, I'm sorry, on a charcoal grill, back to, sorry, <laughs> charcoal grill, now you're dealing with a fuel source that depletes itself. You start out with a hot charcoal, um, base of charcoal, and as it continues to cook, the charcoal starts to burn down. So you get a diminishing of energy. So you, when you peak and then you close, it bounces back, but not all the way because some of the um, uh, charcoal is um, burning out and you're losing some of the energy. Although we discovered it's not on this chart, but I did another test um, separate from these where the charcoals were really fresh and lifting the lid pumped oxygen to the charcoals. And not only did they bounce back, but they bounced back hot. So the point is, and we did this, also on a big heavy duty metal device, you know, like a, um, uh, a jambo and stuff where the metal is thicker and it holds heat. The bottom line is, is a quick peek to spritz, to baste, to check the temperature, um, to check the color, to flip the meat is just not going to significantly impact your cooking time because the energy that cooks the center of the meat is already stored in the meat, not in the air. And as soon as you close the lid, the air comes back up to temperature fairly quickly. So it's hardly any impact. Um, but uh, if you leave it open for a little while, five minutes or so, there's a slight impact on cook time, but it's not a major one. Now, if you're talking about a 12-hour brisket or something, you might, if, you, if you're lifting it for five minutes, every half hour, an hour, you might cut back on your cutting, cooking time somewhat, but it's not a big deal. So if you've got a spritz, if you've got a baste, if you've got to check the temperature, you got to look at the surface, you got to poke it, you got to smell it, you got to show it to your neighbor, go right ahead. My biggest concern after I realized what was going on here was if you had it open, and this is more specific to a charcoal cooker, if you have that dome off of it, or for whatever reason, you go into the access door like the Weber Smoky Mountains have or some of the bullet-style cookers have that access door on the side where you can replenish fuel or water or whatever the hell you're going to do. If you have that off for five minutes, my concern isn't I'm going to be adding 20 minutes to the cook or I'm letting all the heat out. When I got keen to knowing how to barbecue, my thought was there's just air rushing into that cooker and feeding those flames. So A, I'm immediately worried about if I do that 
five or six times. I don't know why I would do that, but if I did that five or six times, how much am I cutting down on my overall cook time capabilities because that oxygen is just making that fire spike unnecessarily? And then also, uh, in conjunction with the spike, as I leave it open for five minutes and then I recap it, is that thing now going to get up to 375 degrees or 400 degrees if I was really looking to run it at 225, but when I took off the top or that side, or heaven forbid both, you've created a nice vacuum of uh, oxygen to get up there and spike those coals up. Well, one of the things we discussed last month was um, the fact that two sources of important um, fuel, and uh, people will technically argue that oxygen isn't fuel, but you have um, gas and oxygen, or charcoal and oxygen, or wood pellets and oxygen, or wood logs and embers and oxygen, but the oxygen factor is crucial. So when you open, and, and there's a lot of oxygen moving through there. Um, so, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, if you go to one of these modern offset smokers that are pretty darn tight, and you hold your hand above the chimney, there's, you can feel it. It's like a jet engine. It's blowing because it's pulling a lot of oxygen through there. It needs oxygen. Oxygen is its lifeblood. So opening up and giving it a little ex oxygen, as I in, in, intimated at, at the end of my little spiel there, sometimes actually won't um, cool it off. It may heat it up because you're giving it more oxygen. And a lot of people, when they cook it with charcoal, if it, things were running hot, they stifle it by closing vents down. Mm -hmm. So now you're starving the fuel of oxygen and it's, <coughs> okay, 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 I'll do 225. I wanna do 300, but I'll do 225. And then you open the lid and it goes, whoa, <laughs> oxygen, and away it goes. So um, it can have the opposite effect. Any, like the sound effect. Anything else, uh, that, that was very good. Uh, anything else on, if you're looking, you're not cooking before I ask you my uh, lead out question? Uh, shoot. We're coming up to the end of 2022, believe it or not. 2022 rapidly coming to a close, as I always say, every yeah, January, no, no, no. and here we are mid-September. For the past la, few la, years, la, la, la. you have made the attempt at putting together the first consumer-facing, consumer-focused trade show slash event called the Meetup. COVID had other ideas for the first few tries, although you valiantly tried to muscle through that. Is this something that you are thinking about resurrecting or has that ship sailed for good it sailed for the foreseeable future you know um, like five I, years I'm not, I, I don't know greg i'm not the smartest businessman but i've learned a few things in 20 years of business and that is do what you're good at and running a cons a, a, a festival an event a conference is not something i'm good at not something I'm experienced at, not something I was prepared for. Hmm. And uh, uh, Clint Cantwell, uh, the GM of our website and my right-hand man, and you know Clint well, he's a brilliant barbecue guy, but he's also doing a great job of uh, running uh, the business. 
Um, he and I put hours and hours and hours into this. It was originally scheduled for June 2020, and you know what that meant. Then we rescheduled it for a year later. You know what that meant. Then we rescheduled it for eight months later, and boom, uh, the in December when everybody's final payment was due, um, we had this new Omicron variant to mm. go through the roof. And we just spent a fortune in time and money trying to get now we know covid was a one-off event but you know what i think i'm going to be focusing on um building a great website building it better making our pitmaster club the best place to hang out on the website and giving our members more benefits uh, we have a really interesting feature coming up that i think we're going to implement for the pitmaster club i can't talk about it yet um, but, uh, uh, you know, and I'm writing a book. Uh, so I think I'm going to stick to my knitting for the near foreseeable future. Plus the fact that the hotel we were originally scheduled at the Peabody in Memphis doesn't want anything to do with us anymore. Because of the cancellations? <laughs> oh God, three cancellations. I mean, they oh, just dear. said, you know, that I don't blame them. I mean, they're really nice people and we, and I, and the woman who runs conferences that she and I get along great. But the, the the boss people just said, you know, if he comes back to you and says he wants to reschedule, forget it. Really? And I don't blame him. I don't blame <laughs> him. So and it's the best place in Memphis. And if I'm going to run an event, I'm not going to run it at a uh, a motel, no-tell. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, the, now if we were going to do it someplace else like Austin or Kansas City, we got to go through the whole process of finding the right venue and yada, yada, yada. So we're going to stick to our knitting for the near future. If somebody else wants to run one, well, I mean, I'm a big fan of Kel Phelps, whom you know. Um, he recently acquired the National Barbecue Association. I've been urging them for years to do more for the consumer. Um, and he says he wants to do that. And he invited me to participate in a uh, a consumer-facing activity in February, which is uh, uh, two weeks before the deadline on my next book, so I had to turn him down. But I think that maybe that's the right way to go. Mm. Let him do that, and I'll participate. And anybody who wants to join in, come on down. I really do think there needs to be an annual event for consumers, and I really do think that Kel's going to make the the, the the trade side of the the National Barbecue Association better than ever, and it's always been good. Um, so uh, that's my hope for the future. Meathead was telling us all about what is myth and what is truth with if you're looking, you're not cooking. So if you missed it, go back and get the podcast starting tomorrow morning. You can find it on the website or wherever podcasts are available, or you can just jockey on over to AmazingRibs.com and find out all about it there amongst other myths. And you can see Meathead right here on the second Tuesday of every month. Meathead, always appreciate the time, and we will see you in October. And I will study your technical data on how to set up. We'll get the, together uh, off uh, air. We'll get it straightened out yeah, going We'll do forward. it off no air. Worries. We'll fix it. It'll never happen again. All right. It better not. There he is, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. And if you've never visited there because you're just tuning into the show for the very first time, I highly recommend it. You will not be disappointed. Plethora of information right there. And buy his book. Join the Pitmasters Club. All that fun stuff. Why not? While you're there, experience it all. Robert Moss is next. 
Green Mountain Grills is still a thing for now. So why not race out to one of their dealers because they're only sold through dealers? GreenMountainGrills.com. Find a dealer near you. Go to that location. Study them all. Feel them all. Touch them all. And then pick out the one that best fits your needs. For instance, maybe you're somebody that doesn't need a lot of technological gobbledygook. A choice line, if they have it, is going to be right up your alley. Now, if you're somebody that likes to have Wi-Fi, somebody that wants to use an app in order to control the temperature of the cooker, to set custom cook recipes and cook cycles, then you're going to want to get the Prime line. A couple different sizes to choose from there. Now, regardless of Prime or choice, all of those lines do accommodate the pizza oven insert, which I highly recommend. It's very fun. It makes the cooker very versatile. And not only for pizza... Although that's fun. You can do steaks. You can get a nice finishing sear if you're going to sous vide your chicken like Gene was. You want to put a nice sear on to get that Green Mountain Grill rocking and rolling. Punch it up to 500 degrees. Let it get all heated up. Toss that chicken in a cast iron skillet and then away you go. Or slide those grill grates into the pizza dome and see what happens. It's amazing. You'll love it. You'll find all different kinds of uses for it. Again, sold through dealers only, GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And we'll be back with Robert Moss right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, we thank Meathead for joining us last segment in this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring. Or connect via Bluetooth if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home. You're in luck. Fireboard fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting Fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, and the Fireboard Pro. My next guest, the contributing barbecue editor for Southern Living Magazine, authors the Q Sheet, or does he? <laughs> and is also a restaurant critic. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Robert Moss. Hey, Robert. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Well, look here. Robert doesn't have any problem getting nice and tight on the mic. Good for you. Well, <laughs> I spent the half, last half hour plugging and unplugging. So yeah, well, was, at least fifty percent of my guests uh, know that. Again, I mean, as I told him, meat. I don't know if you are intimate with meatheads, quirks, let's call them. Uh, he doesn't like when he's being told that he's wrong. In fact, he has a tendency to dig those heels in a little deeper than the average yeah. human. So. You got to know where to play it with him, but uh, he's the only one that uh, has issues. But nevertheless, uh, that was last segment, not this, this segment. Can I lead with this? Where is the aforementioned Q sheet? It's been missing from my <laughs> well, inbox. Sheet, yeah, it went on vacation uh, for the summer. Good time. I think it was in Martha's Vineyard for a while and played golf in Myrtle Beach and uh, things of that nature. And then my intention has been to bring it back, but... Uh, it hasn't quite gotten back from vacation yet because uh, I've been busy. It's been a, a really busy summer, and uh, I sort of had a draft of the Q sheet sitting in my – and each week I'd try to go update it, and then new news would happen. And I finally said, okay, I'm just going to put it on hold for the summer because I was traveling like crazy, and we talk about a little bit about why, um, and just didn't have time to do it. So I'm looking forward to getting back to it this this fall as soon as I can 
come up for air a little bit. One of the most hotly debated topics, one of the things we always love to see, especially in the live fire industry, is the word lists. We love yes. when lists are put out. Of course, <laughs> one of the most infamous or famous lists is the Texas Monthly top uh, 50 or whatever it is. And top that 50. always gets yep. talked about. That's released every three years, four years, or whatever it is. Seems a little ambiguous. Not to be outdone. No, no. Southern Living top 50 barbecue list is on the way. So, yep. when's it going to be released? So we can start telling it's everybody how everybody wrong or right is. That's right. It's coming out this month, later later this month. I don't right. know the exact date. It will be published online, but, but before the end of September, I believe. Now, when was the last one done? The last one we did was in 2019. There was a time, unlike Texas Monthly, you know, we we actually can do lists more than every three years. So we were doing it, you know, every year for a, a while, uh, up until some things happened in 2020, and all of a sudden, mm. you know, traveling and visiting barbecue joints was not really uh, a good idea. We took a look at doing it last year. Um, I ended up doing the best. I think like the top 10 new barbecue joints instead uh, decided to have enough time and, and travel wasn't, it was still not fully back to, to normal uh, last year, even though barbecue joints were back up and running pretty well. Uh, so we decided finally that this year we'll bring it back out and we'll see if it becomes it re returns to annual status, but it probably will because there's so much changing so fast in the, in the South. And obviously Texas monthly covers Texas. We cover the entire South, which includes Texas. So there we have a lot of ground to cover. Not to ask a stupid question, but where does the South start and stop? Yeah, well, this is actually a um, a, a a rather hot topic uh, when with lots of people, but with, with Southern Living, anytime the list comes out, people will say, "Why is there a bunch of Kansas City restaurants in the list?" Well, it's because it's in Kansas City, Missouri, which in Southern Living's definition of South, uh, definition of South includes Missouri, uh, and it also includes Maryland and Baltimore. Why you can have some arguments over whether those are southern states or not. I, I think because there are a lot of subscribers who live in Missouri and Baltimore, <laughs> and you don't want to cut them out. But uh, you know, certainly that that's in their definition. Uh, it, so it includes Kentucky. It runs along Virginia, uh, West Ohio? Virginia is included, and then ends up not not Ohio. Uh, we not, border not both of those states. What's the big deal? <laughs> I know, really. Right, we might as well just keep going. You know, but uh, no, the South is uh, sort of ends. Uh, with, with Missouri uh, and Maryland hmm. uh, on the on the far east. So, what's the process of putting the list together? Yeah, so everyone does the list differently. Um, th this list, and actually, Southern Living, this gets a lot of confusion. Southern Living actually has two lists of best barbecue joints. All There's right. the South's best, which is published in the spring. I think it's usually the April issue of the magazine, and that is a readers' poll. So that's sort of the readers' list, and we do a we do a big poll. I help. Uh, you know, curate the, uh, the, 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 the entries that are going to be on the reader's poll, but we have a lot for every state. And so we'll do the best in every state and then do the best in the South. And, uh, I write up the blurbs for those for whoever the readers pick. So that's the reader's picks. That's who, who they like. And then this list is more the editor's picks. So th these are all my picks and, uh, picked solely by me and it's based solely on, you know, my own, uh, unique and, you know, all my, uh, my prejudices and, and, and likes, but unlike a lot of lists, and you'll see there are top 10, top 20, top 50 lists. A lot of people are doing the best barbecue in every state list. Uh, a lot of outfits like Lone Starter is one of them that does some kind of 
web service that will connect you to uh, local landscaping companies. So for some reason, they've been doing a you know a barbecue list. So lots of people do those, but most of them they never actually leave their their chair. It's all done done from the uh, for, uh, you know done from the internet. Uh, everything on the list I've been to. Uh, there's only one on this year's list that I've only been to one time. Uh, and there's sort of a unique reason why, because it's hard to get to. But all the other 50 I've been to multiple times uh, over, over the years. And, and um, each time we do the list, I go back and, and try to revisit as many as I can on the list, as well as visit all the, the new candidates, contenders. I'm always keeping lists of people who might make it on it. Um, and so having had three years off, there's quite a lot of change this year uh, between the, the 2019 list. Are restaurants getting in touch with you saying, Hey, we're opening or, Hey, we've been open since the last time you've done this, please come and visit us. How are you curating a, a way to make your way through eating all the barbecue restaurants? I mean, it's a, it's a mix. I, the, some restaurants probably don't even know who I am and, and it, it, some even living even has a list until maybe they show up on it. Um, but many others have PR people and they reach out and they blast me with emails and say, come visit. We'll, we'll set you up. And I'm like, no, thank you. I appreciate it. But, uh, you know, we don't, I'll just come unannounced and, and, and eat. Um, you know, I'm more just keep track of, of, you know, and actually taking a pause in the cue sheet is, uh, has been, is sort of the cue sheet was a lot of the ways I would keep up with it. Cause doing the research for that, I'd see what's opening. I'd see what people are writing about. I see what's getting attention. Um, and so, so that was one way to do it. Another thing that we've been doing with Southern Living since I started as a barbecue editor is I'll go do, we, we were doing these state by state features. So we started off like doing North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. Um, we just, we haven't quite gotten all the states in the South yet, but I just knocked off Arkansas uh, this mm. summer. Uh, so I did a, we're doing a whole Arkansas print feature that will come out, I think in the January issue which really involved me going to Arkansas and, 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 and driving around uh, and eating as, as many places as I could find. And I just do a lot of research. You know, I, I, I look at, you know, what other people have written about. I, you know, I look at, you know, all those other top 10, you know, barbecue joints in Arkansas places, a lot of which are, you know, not very useful. And then mostly just, you know, Google and, and, and find things. And I also watch social media. Anytime I see somewhere that looks interesting, I make a note. I actually have a little, database i keep everything in so i keep a, a long running list of places to visit so let's stick with arkansas for a second is there yeah. an arkansas style of barbecue because i don't necessarily associate barbecue specifically with states like arkansas or louisiana or some of those dirty south type places yep yeah there certainly is i mean i, I didn't really you know until the, this the trip this summer I didn't really have a strong sense of what Arkansas barbecue was like. I'd, I'd parachuted in a few times. I'd visit Little Rock, eating a couple places there. Um, I'd, I'd eaten at Jones uh, barbecue. I sort of been in Memphis and, and, and sort of headed out from Memphis and, into Arkansas a couple times. But it's nothing compared to like just spending three or four days driving around to really get a feel for the style. Um, there definitely is. It's a little bit regionalized. Um, I, I consider Arkansas it's just on the other side of the river from Memphis. So it's sort of an extension of the Memphis and, and the West Tennessee style in a lot of ways. The sauce is very similar. Um, you know, it's it, Arkansas also borders Texas down on the, uh, the corner where Texarkana is. So there is a fair amount of beef in, in, Ar in, in Arkansas barbecue, but it's absolutely nothing like uh, what you would get in Texas. You know, I sort of think of the classic Arkansas style barbecue, at least the older style, as being either pork or beef mm. uh, the beef is typically chopped and it has it's served in this very you know sort of thick brown sweet sweet tangy sauce a lot like what you would get in uh in memphis uh 
slaw, uh, beans are, are the common sides. One of the things you see a lot of Arkansas joints, though, is they call it dry slaw or, or um, even maybe sometimes just slaw, but it's coleslaw that has either no dressing at all or very, very minimal dressing. It's almost <laughs> like just shredded cabbage uh, that they, they'll serve on a sandwich. Sounds terrible, but it's actually pretty good. If you have a nice pork sandwich with a lot of sauce on it, you put a little just shredded cabbage on it, it adds a nice little crunch and, and it's quite good. So I think of that as being uh, Arkansas style barbecue, a lot of ribs as well. So, so ribs are, are very big, usually with a lot of sweet, gooey, you know, tangy sauce on it. Is it safe to say your favorite of Arkansas is going to make it on this list? So don't ask what your favorite place in Arkansas was. Uh, that is correct. There will mm. be one, I think one, Arkansas barbecue joint on the list. Oh, curious thing about Arkansas is it's sort of like it's old uh, joints mostly. I mean, a lot of these, the, the places are going, this is going to is, you know, somewhere found in the 30s, 40s or 50s. So somewhere that old. Others have been around since the 80s, 90s. You know, so they're very old. It seems almost like trapped in time somewhat. There's very little craft barbecue <laughs> in Arkansas. I did. Um, there is a, a great craft barbecue place called Wright's Barbecue, which the original is in Fayetteville. I think Jordan Wright runs it. I think he has three and it's about to open a fourth one now. So he's starting to build a little Northwest Arkansas empire. And there's a pretty good barbecue place, a craft barbecue place called Count Porkula in downtown Little Rock. It's in one of these little food truck rodeo kind of places um, where you can you know buy beer and sit outside and, and eat. But th there's not a whole lot of that. So it, it's very much um, old school throwback type, type of barbecue. Got a couple questions left and we got a couple minutes left. So Let's dive right in. First, I want to give you some time to talk about the Holy Smokes Barbecue Festival, as I see you're being uh, adorned there on the shirt. Wrapping it um, here. Yep. When's that happening, and what can we preview at the moment? Yeah, well, it's coming up November 19th uh, in, here in Charleston, technically in North Charleston, uh, South Carolina. So we, you know, this will be the second uh, outing of it. We did it last November, and it was a huge success. Um, it is a, it's a, a nonprofit event. We're uh, raising money for Hogs for the Cause, which is a really good organization that helps families who have uh, children with uh, pediatric brain cancer. And this year, we're also adding in the Ronald McDonald House. So, um, you know, here in Charleston, with the uh, Medical University of South Carolina, does a, has a lot of oncology, uh, pediatric oncology uh, patients. And so we were able to raise uh, $100,000 from last year, hope to, to top that this year. Um, it, we're actually moving to a new location. Last year, we were in a, a beautiful location on the Ashley River. If you're familiar with Charleston, it's a peninsula. We're moving to the other side of the peninsula. We're going to be on a, another beautiful location called Riverfront Park in North Charleston <laughs> on the Cooper River. And it's actually be a much bigger space. So we're able to expand it a little bit. Uh, have a, We group every, all the pit masters into four culinary villages. We had three last year. We're adding a fourth one this year. Wow. And I think we have 30 restaurants represented uh, this year from 10 different states across the country. And wow. I think Connecticut in, on the Northeast and then all the way out to Los Angeles on the West, quite a good contingent of Texas pitmasters uh, coming back. A lot of the same folks coming back from last year, and we're adding more to it. So we, I think we've added another half dozen or so um, restaurants to, to the mix. So it's going to be a, a full day, a full afternoon of, of barbecue uh, overlooking the beautiful Cooper River here in Charleston. If you want more info, go to the website holysmokeschs.com. Yep. That's holysmokeschs.com. Dot com and keep your tabs on that. Last question before I let you go. I'm going to talk at length about it next hour with Tim McKeska from McKeska Brand Sausage. But do you have any thoughts specifically on where cooked brisket is these days, Texas and elsewhere? Because in Cleveland, it's 35 bucks a pound, and a number of places in Texas, yep. 
is 35 bucks a pound. It doesn't seem to be any less than $28 a pound. Where does it become too expensive for people to say, it's not going to be that this time around, I'm going to go for the pulled pork instead? Yeah, well, that's a good question. I made two trips to Texas this summer uh, for the the list and driving around. What I think is interesting in Texas now is that mostly it's not uh, $35 a pound. There most restaurants now, or a lot of restaurants are pricing it at about a half pound. Yeah, $17.99. So yeah, yeah, it'd be like $15 to $18 for the half pound. In yep. fact, the entire menu is, is now half pounds. Now, I would ask, and they, they will serve you less than that. You can order, you know, one slice if you want. They'll just weigh it. But it's just a less less of a sticker shock. I, it is exceptionally expensive um, right now. And, and, you know, used to be these barbecue tours I do, you know, I'd I walk in a twenty dollar bill, walk out with change, but now you're you're looking at fifty dollars easily if you mm. want to get you know any kind of representative sample. I, personally, for me, briskets is at that point where it's it's not worth the price. But I'm I'm on the record as not being a huge fan of brisket. I will note that um, uh, whole hog barbecue here in South Carolina is a lot cheaper than uh, than brisket, so I would certainly recommend. Uh, the, the whole hog. Uh, as I was doing the tours, um, Scott's Barbecue up in Hemingway, one of the great whole hog joints here in, in South Carolina. It's a uh, fifteen fifty a pound for uh, fresh cooked whole hog barbecue. Wow. So about half, less than half the price oh, yeah. uh, of brisket, and much better deal and and much better barbecue. That that is a lot more. It used to be under ten dollars a pound. Um, in, in by comparison, that and that's out in the middle of Hemingway, where you know costs. I, I don't think they pay even pay rent. They probably own the building out there. It's just out in the country. Uh, at Rodney Scott's place in downtown Charleston, it's running about eighteen dollars a pound for a hog right now. So still far more reasonable. I think if you're in Texas, um, turkey is a, a good deal. And mm-hmm. I ate a lot of turkey when I was out there. Yeah, I always would get brisket because brisket sort of became the thing you have to judge Texas barbecue on. But I have to admit that the turkey game is really strong. I, I really like a lot of the turkey I'm getting out there. And I still think one of the best values is is sausage. Yep. Get a hot link. You can get a hot link for seven, eight bucks, you know. And, you know, it's so fatty and 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 juicy that it, it will fill you up. So that that's the way I would go. Stay tuned for the new version of the Southern Living Top 50 Barbecue List coming out at some point this month. You can keep up with Robert Moss on his website, robertfmoss.com. And again, if you want info on that Holy Smokes Barbecue Festival that's coming back November 19th, you do that at holysmokeschs.com. You can find Robert Moss right here the second Tuesday of every month following Meathead. Robert, great to catch up, and we'll see you in October. Yep. Same here. See you next month. That's Robert Moss right there. Professional as always and great with the answers, insight. Arkansas barbecue, that's a thing. Who's had Arkansas barbecue? I can name Little Rock, Arkansas. I believe I'm done. I'm not well-traveled, I think they say. RobertFMoss.com, his website, and the Holy Smokes Barbecue Festival website, Holy Smokes CHS, like Charleston, HolySmokesCHS.com. Before we wrap the first hour, what do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that they can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that they can get rip-roaring hot for the high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts, but what's missing in the everyday ceramic cooker lineup the real ability to do true two-zone cooking. 
Two-Zone Cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the best way to manage a fire and cook with confidence. However, getting a Two-Zone fire in a round ceramic cooker, not very realistic. Why? Because it's round. Enter Primo Grills and their game-changing oval design. The shape gives you the ability to execute that two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. And when you really start to add it up over 60 different ways to cook on this Primo cooker, so you're only limited by your imagination. They have a Primo grill pizza accessory. They have a Primo grill rotisserie accessory, full and half drip pans, rib racks, and the list goes on. Here's the bottom line. Best ceramics in the biz? Yes. The technology? You betcha. True two-zone cooking capabilities? Oh, yeah. Multiple sizes? And shapes? Yes. Ovals mostly, but they do have a round one if you have to have a round one. Only sold through dealers. Primogrill.com. That's Primogrill.com. Find a dealer near you. Check it out and see what they got. Buy the one that best fits your needs. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Primogrill.com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Welcome back, and we thank Robert Moss for joining us last segment. Again, if you're just tuning in, the new Southern Living Top 50 Barbecue Magazine. Uh, the new Top the new Southern Living Magazine Top 50 Barbecue Restaurants will be out in at least a couple weeks by the end of the month. So that's a couple weeks. And what I found to be of particular interest, he's making all the decisions on who makes the list. It's not a group. He eats, he eats again, he eats again, but makes a list or it doesn't. He's putting his name on it, which we love. By the way, this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Doesn't matter if you're a beginner or professional, it's a cooker you want to add to the arsenal, and that's the bottom line. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. I would love, and November is not going to be my time, so I got to look even to next year if I want to try and game plan this. But for the sheer amount of talent that he has recruited to come in and cook that event, that Holy Smokes Barbecue Festival, easily some of the best names and the most popular names in barbecue right now some of the most popular barbecue names that have been in it for a handful of years or more. In the villages, expanding the village from three to four. As he said, Connecticut in the north, Los Angeles in the south, all points in between. That sounds like an event that I would love to get to. But this November, I know, is jammed right now. I'm trying to figure out if I'm even going to be able to make it down to Malcolm's place this year. It's 50-50 right now. It's 50-50. That's not good. I was hoping it was going to be like more 80-20 with the 80% of me going. 20% of me not going. But we're going to have to see how everything shakes out with schedules and volleyballs and other logistics. It's a thing. 
All right, we are headed to the second hour. Go ahead and refresh your libations. Tell everybody that's getting ready to come in. They've missed the first hour, but don't worry. There's a whole other new 60 minutes getting ready to transpire that will literally blow your head off. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.